Hello there, my friend. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, a podcast to explore ideas and inspiration to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I'm Jacqueline Clare, your host and mermaid of the airwaves, here to take your hand and go on some deep dives together. Hey, my friends, what do you say we have a spiritual conversation? Specifically, I would like to talk about this quote that I have long been intrigued with. It's in book one of the Ruhi courses, Reflecting on the Life of the Spirit, these conversation-based study groups. And it's a quote from Abdu'l-Bahá from the Baha'i Writings, and it says, let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. And it's very beautiful. And we could stop there, you know, like, oh, just something to put in a Hallmark card, you know, like, yes, it's all about love, you know, like some platitude that we could say and stop short at actually living it or practicing it. And of course, the, the true mutter of any sort of spiritual practice is when you are actually challenged, right? It's easy to love your puppy um, harder when your puppy pees on the floor, you know? Like, and the same can be applied to people. So let your heart burn. Burn is an intense word. Burn with loving kindness. I mean, even just like saying that, burn with loving kindness. First off, imagine if we did that for our own selves. If we were lit with loving kindness, like what does that feel like? You know, your heart pumps blood that goes through your whole body like what if loving kindness was coursing through your veins not feel placid tolerance for everyone who crosses your path let your heart burn with loving kindness for who People you like, people who don't smell bad, people who are like you, for all who cross your path. That includes, you know, the person who cuts you off on the highway. And which I think is also interesting for all who may cross your path. Like, yes, it's uh, this sort of broad general statement about, you know, people with whom our paths cross in this life and it applies to stranger and friend alike and that sort of thing, you know, people who whose paths cross. But then there's also like literally like the people who cross your path, not just people who walk alongside you in this path, who literally cross your path. And I do think that person who cuts you off on the highway or 
you know, and you're taking a walk and you're like, don't you realize that I'm on this path? Um, And somebody, you know, comes and is walking too slow in front of you. Like, let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. You know, when this COVID situation started, as in the face of a lot of collective crises and tragedies and challenges, there's this moment of perhaps unity. And it's not a deep unity. It's, it's, um, it perhaps mirrors a deep unity, but it's more a reaction to crisis. We're like, we're all in the same boat. And when this situation first started, I did hold the hope that in the short run, it might create a greater sense of unity among diverse beliefs and attitudes and views and that sort of thing. And I think in the long run, all of our collective challenges as a human planet will lead to greater unity. But in the short run, I have been fairly disappointed that I think that it appears to me personally that the situation for the time being is really just increasing the polarities and digging in of heels that already existed. You know, it's just another thing to argue about and judge people about different uh, views and responses to the situation. So that is unfortunate. But it is fortunate that you and I are having this exploration about loving kindness for all. And the most intriguing part of that quote for me is actually the first word, let. Let your heart burn with loving kindness. Doesn't say force or try or you know, be a do-gooder and (laughs) let. To me, I associate it with the word allow, permit, which is like take the girdle off, take the armor off. Open that door that perhaps loving kindness is the natural state of our hearts. Let your heart burn with loving kindness. And of course, this will serve others and we are made lighter beings meaning lighter weight, our spirit is lighter when we are not walking around with the weight of judgment and and anger and resentment and crunchiness in general. And, And obviously it makes the world a better place when we are burning with loving kindness instead of all of those crunchy things. But I think there is an additional level of wisdom to this. So I've been reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, this wonderful, like, very straightforward, almost investigative look 
into the workings of the mind and the value of mindfulness, right? Whether it's formal meditation or just learning to pay attention to the quirky ways that the human mind works. And let me know if you've read this book and what you think of it. It's come into my life several times and I have yet to actually finish it. But where I was just reading, he was talking about inner energy, that energy that is not really affected by sunshine, you know, by vitamin D, by calories, even by sleep. It's that inner life force. And he gives this example, the story of a young person or a teenager who uh, goes through a breakup. He's dumped and is just flatlined with energy, no energy, it, it sleeps all the time. The house becomes a mess. There are these empty pizza boxes, but he doesn't even remember eating the food. Just like everything has turned gray and miserable. His friends call and invite him to hang out, and he just has no energy, completely sapped of life. And then one day, three months in, the girlfriend calls and she's crying and she's genuinely apologetic and it was the dumbest thing I ever did. Like, will you ever forgive me and accept me back into your life? And all of a sudden, our protagonist is elated and electric with energy. And it's not that he's just eaten a steak or had a good night's sleep. Like, nothing has changed except the return of his beloved. And all of a sudden, he has so much energy. And they stay up all night. And, you know, and and Michael tells the story in a very relatable way. Like, we all know, you know, like, that fe feeling like Eeyore. And then something good happens. Or you have this great opportunity all of a sudden. And you're like, yes, I'm there. I'm totally woo. And as opposed to something not so great happens. And you're like, I'm sorry. I can't help you, you know, clean your garage today. So Michael's point is that this sudden electrocution of energy is already within us. It's already there. It was blocked off. And we, we block our own energy, in Michael's words, by closing our hearts. And we close our hearts when we experience pain or hurt or the anticipation of pain and hurt, but that the source of our energy, the way to live in that energy is to open our hearts. And the best way to open our hearts is to not close our hearts. That's literally the advice he gives. Whenever you your attention is brought to the fact that you physically feel constricted in your heart, or you're just aware emotionally that you're, you're clenching up either in judgment or fear or anticipation, negative anticipation, dread, that you open your heart. And I'm not speaking from the perspective of an expert. I just read this and was very moved by it. And I'm trying to practice it, to practice having an open heart. And of course, we don't have a lock and key. There's no like one way to do this or obvious, clear, whatever. But I think you know for yourself what having your heart being a little bit more open means. And it's really a deep trust towards 
life that you can afford to let your heart be open and that this is a source of our own energy, our own joy and stamina and capacity and flexibility and resilience. And I take it back to that quote that I started with from the Baha'i writings, let your heart be in its natural state. Most especially when you are challenged, let your heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross your path. So let's see how that goes this week, practicing not closing our hearts and letting it do its amazing thing and how loving kindness feels pumping through our veins and how we can change our orientation towards every person who crosses our path, whether they agree with us, look like us, behave like us or not. Let your heart burn with loving kindness. So coming up is Mother's Day. And I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and grandmothers and future mothers and other mothers and aunties and nannies and friends and neighbors and sisters and daughters and what else? The men who have made these women mothers, who have mothers, everyone who has a mother, want to wish you a wonderful holiday. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the commercialization of, you know, mothers and fathers and romance and all of this stuff. But I also think it's nice to have a collective opportunity to honor these archetypes and roles in our lives. So a sincere honor to all of those people that I just mentioned. And I hope you take the time to really reflect on the spiritual station of mothers and to honor the mothers and role models and women in your life. We, we all have those maternal energies that we tend to express in various ways. And I am also hosting a really cool short email project called Nine Days of Celebrating Mothers, Women, and Feminine Strength. And there's a link below if you would like to sign up. It's nine daily art emails starting on Mother's Day with quotes from spiritual scripture and inspired poems and the Baha'i writings, really exploring the spiritual station of women and mothers from the lens of the Baha'i writings and original art images. There is probably nothing I enjoy representing more than women and feminine qualities because they're beautiful and is like femininity is such um it gives it gives the flow and and 
flow and curve to the structure of life, right? And also little anecdotes and reflections from me about the artwork or tying in the quote. So it's just a nice meditation, just a daily email to give as a gift to your mother or the women in your life, your your wife, the woman you made a mother, whoever, and um, or to reflect on for your own. Just a way to take a moment, get an email, read it, reflect, think about it, reflect on the power and beauty of this feminine energy that the world needs so much of love and service and intuition and compassion. So I would love it if you signed up. There are links below to nine days of celebrating mothers, women, and feminine strength. Thank you so much for taking this deep dive with me into these spiritual waters. As always, I welcome your reflections, your voice memos, your comments. Please share with me because I do enjoy these being spiritual conversations both ways. And until we talk again, I wish you the best in aligning with your spiritual purpose and living your most beautiful life. Bye-bye.